Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson, and welcome to the Quilt Connection with episode number 45. Libby Lehman is an incredible quilter who's been on the scene for 35 years. Her work is internationally known, and she is an expert in the field of threads, needles, and how to get your machine to work with you the way you want it to play. She started quilting 35 years ago when her mom, Catherine, signed them both up for a quilting class. She was traditionally a hand sewer, which I find very interesting because she works her machine like no one else that I know of. She has won many, many awards and um, also was chosen as one of the quilt makers for the best 100 American quilts of the 20th century. Her quilt, Joyride, was among those incredible quilts in that collection. She teaches all over the world. I mean the world. We're talking Japan, Australia, the UK, Germany, Spain, New Zealand, and Switzerland. Though she resides in Houston, Texas, with her very supportive husband, Les, who happens to be an acclaimed fly fisherman. So they share their uh, (laughs) time um, exchanging threads and gadgets. Now, that's an interesting combination, isn't it? Well, recently I had the opportunity to uh, bump into Libby, and she spent some time with us teaching us about all the things we need to know that are technically oriented when it comes to needles, threads, and tension. And I'm not talking a tension headache. Today I sit here with a friend of mine. Um, One of the wonderful things about being in this business is that you do make very, very dear friends. And uh, throughout the years, I've grown to know and love this woman. And I am so grateful that so early in the morning, Libby, you've taken out time to visit with us. Welcome, Libby Lehman. Oh, Alex, it's my pleasure to be here and visit with you this morning. Well, I had the opportunity of taking a class from you at Bernina University, and you blew my socks off. You are excellent at what you do, my friend. Well, you were a star student, oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> right. I'll pay you for that later. Okay. Um, one of the things that you are so versed in is threads. And you use them. Yes. I became an expert on threads by necessity, not necessarily by choice. I got a wonderful spool of metallic thread and had no idea how to make it sew into the fabric. So I've been experimenting and finally came up with a system to make metallic threads work. Uh, There's four parts to this. The first and most important part is to use the right needle. And my favorite needle for metallic threads is a Top Stitch 9014. It has a deep groove in the front, a big eye, and it just really makes the metallic thread happy. Now, I'm using a top stitch a lot of the time, period. Are you? Yeah, I really am, because it just seems that the thread seems to be accepted just so much more easily. It is. Uh, I don't use it for piecing because it leaves a bigger hole, and usually you're piecing with finer thread. 
Uh, for piecing, I actually like the quilting needle because it has a very fine point and it goes through the fabric very easily. And are we talking about the Schmidt needles? I tend to use Schmidt's because you can find them everywhere. I use Schmidt's or a Bernina needle, one of the two, generally okay. speaking. Now, I want to back up one second. I used to use metallic thread for hand work, and it was when it was, I think, DMC, and you got it on the wall of the you know chain store. What kind of thread are you talking about? Alex, you're old. That I, no, kinda, and the plastic. But uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. It was even hard to use through a hand needle. It was horrible. What I am talking about are the, the metallics that are on the market now that tend to be smooth, non-fraying, and pliable, so they go through your machine easily. And there's lots of good brands of metallic thread. We're really lucky right now that companies have really improved the metallic threads. Well, they really have listened to what we want. And uh, Bob Purcell of Superior told me one time that thread basically in the last 15 years has enjoyed a renaissance. I think it has, and he's the expert. He's the one. I wish he had been around when I was starting this because he probably could have answered all my questions. Right. Okay, so yours, you're talking about with machine. Yes. Yes. Okay, what else do we need to know? I, in addition to the right needle, I use the right thread in the bobbin. I like to use a polyester fine thread in the bobbin, and of course my favorite is the bottom line designed by Libby Lehman, by Superior. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically a 60-weight polyester thread, and it's slick and hairless, so it doesn't try to grab the metallic. Now, we will talk about the polyester thread in a moment in other venues, but why the polyester with the metallic? Because it's slick. If you have a thread that has fiber on it, which cotton thread does, and I like cotton thread for other purposes, but it, when I tried to use cotton in the bobbin and metallic in the top, the hairs of the cotton thread would grab the metallic thread and make it break. So as if you need an unnatural fiber with the metallics, you've already screwed up the rules by putting the metallic in the top. Just go all the way and put polyester in the bottom. <laughs> Freedom! Okay, what else? Uh, the third thing, once you put that fine thread in the bobbin, what you've essentially done is lowered your bobbin tension. And you can adjust your bobbin tension. People are terrified of it. Uh, but it's so much easier to just decrease the top tension to balance it out. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about that. Right. People have a hard time with tension. I picture it as a tug-of-war. I've got my top team and i got the bottom team. And if I stitch and I see the bottom thread showing on the top side, it means my top tug-of-war team has too many players. So I cut one, the last guy on the team. Normal tension on most machines is four. I would go down to three. And if it's still showing, I go down to two. Sometimes I'm sewing at a tension of half. You know, I've done that recently on the top also. My top tension, I will crank it down to about two. Yes. And actually, it was Heather Purcell that gave me permission to do that. Good. Yeah. And she said, like, take it to zero, and then and zero is the loosest. Yes. And then start making it go tighter. Increase, yes. Mm -hmm. I actually have... Uh, three bobbin cases for my machine. I have one that I have for normal sewing. I have one that I loosen for thick threads. And then I have one that's tightened, already adjusted for the fine thread because I use so much of the fine thread in the bobbin. Okay, now the other day I had to fool with my bobbin and I had to call my dad. <laughs> okay, if the screw is at 12 o'clock mm -hmm. and you want to loosen it, which way do you go? You turn it lefty, loosey, righty, tighty. So you go to 11 so o'clock. If you're tightening it, you go to the right. If you're loosening it, you go to the left. I, I mean, I'm not going to say how old I am, but I still, okay, Dad, I which one do I do? And when you 
test your bobbin, how do you test it to know that the thread is coming out at the proper rate? Well, this is one of the reasons I like sewing with my Bernina machine. It has a removable bobbin case, uh-huh. and it's it's you can adjust the bobbin tension on drop-in bobbins. It's just harder to do. I give my thread a tug once it's in the bobbin case, and it should drop about two to three inches is what I do. Okay. What about if it is a drop-in bobbin? You can still adjust the tension. They don't like for you to. It's right in front of the uh, tension The little bobbin holder deal? But some machines it's hard to get to. You can do it, but they don't tell you how because they don't want you adjusting it. And it's harder to get the feel of it. You should just feel what normal tension feels like with regular cotton thread, and you want about the same resistance. I think it's a good idea to have the different bobbin cases because you, I mean, if somebody got ambitious, they could mess up the works, yes, couldn't they? but you know what? That poor little technician needs to feed his family. So <laughs> I go in and visit him regularly and write a check. In fact, um, I soon am going to be on the road, and I plan to take mine in because I don't know what I've done to mine, but it's this not a, a good idea. Camera. They see me coming, and they say, what have you done now? Exactly. Now, is there anything else we need to know when we're working with the uh, metallics? The, I wouldn't say you can use the needles that are made from metallic threads. The problem with those is the eye is more of an oval, mm-hmm. so I really like the flat top on the top stitch, especially with the glittery, glitzy ones that are so hard to use. If you put a flat thread through a curved eye, it's going to curl and pop it and break. So the only needle I use is the top stitch 9014 with the glitzy ones. If I've broken them all, I just go to bed and wait for the store to open because I know <laughs> it's the only one that will work with that thread consistently. Or buy another sewing machine. Exactly, yes. <laughs> you know, I just read the survey of quilting in America today, and I actually did an episode on this previously, but I love it that quilters have 26 Yes. Sewing machine. So do we want to saw ours in half and share? Uh, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the 60. You can have the 40. Okay. Now, um, as far as polyester thread goes, mm-hmm. you do have the bottom line yes. with superior threads. And first of all, I used it for hand applique. Uh-huh. And I normally use silk. Well, I'm a convert now. We find that a lot of people are liking it. It's so much cheaper. And you can get so many more colors. That was my main objection to silk thread. It sews beautifully, but it doesn't come in a lot of colors. And I'm a color gal. I like lots of colors. That's true. And for a long time, polyester was kind of like the James Dean of the thread world. It got a really bad rap, and deservedly so. But the manufacturing process has gotten so much better, particularly trilobal polyester, which just means three lobes. It it looks like a little bitty three-leaf clover if you look at it up close. So the edges are rounded and it's much more pliable and not as as abrasive. Is that what yours is? Yes. Okay, so then is that the difference between the bargain stuff that people should never use? Yes, exactly. Cheap thread is not a bargain, nor are cheap needles. And in the in the long run, that's the least expensive part of most quilts. Now, some of mine, I think the thread gets up there as much as fabric, but <laughs> Generally speaking, it's not worth it to economize on threads or needles. Well, I wonder what the thread does to your sewing machine if it's a cheaper brand. I can't imagine it's good for it. No, one of the main problems with cheap thread is it's uneven. 
So it has a lot of lint, and you get lint buildup in the machine. It also can be stretchy, and that's hard because you sew a seam, and then it starts wrinkling, and it's not the machine. It's the thread that's causing that a lot of times. Okay, do you ever piece with your bottom line on your top? I piece all the time with the bottom line, top and bottom, because it leaves such a fine line, mm -hmm. and my seams lay so flat, so I really do. I like using it. And on the bobbin, the other thing I love about it is that you get two and a half times as much thread on the bobbin. Well, that's the thing with uh, the thread that I have with Superior. It's the uh, masterpiece. You wind your bobbin and it lasts forever. I know. The thread is wonderful. And I love the colors. Yeah, well, I love yours too. So here, mutual. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to say about working with polyester thread as far as on your machine? Oh, let me ask you this. Is it stacked or is it crisscross wrapped? Uh, they come either way. If it's stacked, the spool likes to sit upright because it's designed to come off the side. Okay, let's say this real slow because a lot yes. of people don't know this. If you're machine has two stands, vertical and, and horizontal. horizontal. There's a reason for it. Yes, the horizontal one is the, the cross wound, the one that looks like an X, and they fit on the horizontal spool pin because they're the thread is designed to come off the end of the spool and the spool should not rotate. If it's stacked or the lines are parallel like old-timey thread, right, right. then the spool needs to be upright because it comes off the side and the spool does need to turn. And the thing is, is if your machine only has one spool or whatever, one way to do it, that's how you do it. But a lot of these new machines have both. Exactly. And I actually use the multiple spool holder that Bernina sells, which is essentially a thread stand that fits on the machine. So that takes care of Then it doesn't matter? Problem. Then it doesn't matter. I don't have one of those. That's too confusing well, for me, Libby. Well, you need to go down and get one. <laughs> what else can I spend money on exactly. today? Oh, my gosh. Well, you had a book, Thread Play, that went out of print. Yes, and I wish I had saved a bunch of copies if I had only known. It sold for $24.95, and as soon as it went out of print, it went, it soared. The you price could have retired. Soared. I know. I didn't have any, but luckily Quilter's Resource approached me and we have reprinted it and updated some of the sections. Can you believe I wrote that book in 96? That's only 11 years ago. Websites were not around. I couldn't believe that. So I updated, for instance, the resource page to list websites and updated some of the information on threads. And there's a much cuter picture of me. So. <laughs> Good lighting and That's that right. makeup. You know, you say that about websites, but it's so true. Um, I would say nine months ago when I asked people, are they listening to this, you know, this podcast, The Quilt mm -hmm. Connection, oh, two people's hands would go up and now you've got... 25 or 30, and I think people are really starting to get with the program. Oh, it is amazing. And you have a website. I have a website that I had planned on designing myself. I bought Dreamweaver Heart, the software, and I had a woman in my class, when I announced I was doing it myself, who said, if you need any help, I used to do this. So after three weeks, I got, a, <laughs> I got her number out and called. So she's now my webmistress. You know, I do know my limits. Isn't that hilarious, though? It's so true. These people, I mean, they just, right when you need them, they come out. And it's not hilarious. Exactly. It's a blessing. Thank it's like, goodness. I yes. love you. <laughs> now, Libby, I am really excited. People say, oh, what am I doing in 07? And they're all worry-warding about the whole thing. Well... 
right after I got voted off the island at HGTV, <laughs> I got a call. I say I got fired, and people say, don't say that. Well, whatever. Right. Um, Ricky called me up, and the three of us are going to have a blast next year. Oh, it is going to be so much fun. I can't wait for these super seminars, and I've always admired Ricky and everything he does, so it's a real honor to be part of the trio in this uh, program and our first date is March 29th through 31st in San Diego, California. What better place to start? I know this career. <laughs> and then we move on on July 19th and 21st to Richmond, Virginia. August 16th through 18th will be in Omaha, Nebraska. Hello, all you corn huskers out there. <laughs> and the September 13th through 15th will be in Knoxville, Tennessee. Home of Simply Quilts. I wonder if we should oh, invite. Really? Yeah, I, I wonder if we should invite HGTV. Well, I'm sure they would want to come cover it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Let's not hold our breath. <laughs> right. Well, that is really going to be fun. I have to learn PowerPoint. Oh, well, that is something. I, I couldn't manage Dreamweaver, but I could do PowerPoint, oh, so man. we'll have a session. It is going to be so much fun, and Ricky's already dreaming towards 08, so we got to get out our calendars. Oh, I know. The man makes me tired. He's he's just wonderful at coming up with ideas. The only problem is we have to work to do them I now. I know. I know. So we'll have to plan out this session. We'll get him back somehow. And what I'll do is on my website, I will put your website which is libbyleeman.us exactly okay and i'll put libby so i mean ricky so we can get information on the super seminars perfect and i don't know the prices or anything like that i don't either at the moment i would suggest people go to ricky tim's website to find yeah. that information out i do know this that if people come in a group it's a cheaper a discount, deal yeah. i think so yeah. yes so well i look forward to next year I look forward to it, too, and to seeing everyone who signed up. Thank you so much, and hopefully we'll, we'll give you your money's worth. Yeah, exactly. We will. Exactly. It's not a hopeful. <laughs> hey, Libby, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for asking me to do this. This has been fun. Bright and early. Exactly. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.